Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Max and Skittle Power Hour. So today, I am very, 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 very excited to introduce our guest artist. Her name is Amanda. She is a very, very good friend of mine from Seattle. And you may have heard last week's interview. We uh, interviewed Nick. We featured his art. And this is Nick's amazing wife. If you haven't, you definitely so, should go check out his episode. Go do that right now. We'll wait. And yeah, then come back. It's Listen awesome. to this one. This is a two for one deal spread out over two weeks. Exactly. And I don't want to spoil our interview or anything, but Amanda and I are fellow circus performers. We've performed together in many shows, like not together together, but like in the same show. So we got to be backstage and hang out together a lot. We've also taught uh, together many times and her energy is just so pure and so loving. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to introduce her into our Max and Skittle Power Hour on today's episode. So without further ado, let's get on to our next segment so we can hear Amanda. Just kidding. Oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> um, this is really embarrassing, but... <laughs> We had some technical difficulties and... And by technical difficulties, we mean um, it's just gone. The entire first half of the interview. Not the first half, but like, well, the, like, first, the, first, like the first segment. We missed like the yeah. first like few minutes of the interview. Something happened with our recording. It's not here. Yeah. We... Don't worry. We've learned a lot. We've grown leaps and bounds in so the past month, just grand jetés of growth over the past month or however long it's been, week, a day. Oh my god. All right. So anyways, you just missed that. This is our homegirl. Well, my homegirl <laughs> oh. that... <laughs> from Seattle. Sharpen your scissors um, and cut me out of there. She is an incredible person. And we asked her what was the first thing that she saw when she opened her eyes this morning. The answer and was she... blackness. Because apparently she has really nice blackout curtains, like really thick, like to stop all of the light and really give them that effect of um, sleeping like in a cave, you know, like caveman times when you are safe from predators. Oh, my God. Unlike now. <laughs> Unlike now when there are predators <laughs> out the wazoo and in our homes. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Predatoring. Preditude. Predation. All right, anyways. <laughs> So <laughs> uh, she's calling from Seattle, or she did. She was calling from Seattle. I assume she's still there now, but who knows? She, yeah, she's still in Seattle. So, without further ado, let's continue <laughs> over into the actual interview with Amanda. Yes, and hear her wonderful voice. Yes, yes, yes. I'm. We're gonna jump straight into where our recording um, didn't cut off. And that is her talking about her time in college and her, like, favorite classes and favorite theatrical activity that she was a part of in college. Woo-woo! Let's get to it. Okay, wait. So let's just take it from what is your favorite 
theater thing to be a part of because I think that's kind of where it stopped. Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, my uh, favorite thing, theater thing to be a part of when I was in college, I took a lot of acting classes and music classes because I was very convinced that my favorite thing was being on stage and and music and mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. like digging in my soul. But my actual favorite classes, looking back on it now that it's been a few years, um, were my writing classes because we met in this beautiful house that was on campus and had these massive windows that looked out at the bay and me and my writing uh peers would all sit around and we'd share our work and we'd um read them aloud and we'd put together stage readings and it was so fun and it was probably the most um healthy uh artistic (gasps) environment i've ever been in so inspiring Uh, yeah, and I, I got a lot of writing out of it. And because of that, I uh, went ahead and got the playwriting degree on top of my acting. Oh my gosh, mm. that's amazing. Hello, caller, to the Holler and Give annual gala and telethon. Proceeds tonight will be given to fight the hunger that's plaguing our youth. Your very own dollars you donate through me will soon guarantee that a child will eat. So it's my pleasure, my passion, my purpose, my drive to work at this drive and keep hope alive that the tots in our town will be held by the hive of our Holler and Give organized. How much would you like to pledge? Oh, my dear, my weary heart goes out to the youth and has from the start. I was just sitting here with my husband near, and we turned on the TV to see what we'd see, and we saw that wee little... Who was it? Angeline. The tightrope queen. And her assistant, little Dean. Oh, what a dream. A girl and her dog on a wire and log, respectively resplendent and dazzlingly effervescent. Balancing, beaming, and seemingly breathless. I'm restless. The diamonds affixed had me quick to blink, and the jewels on her jaw left me in awe. Our costumer, Kathleen, has outfitted all the acts. Many thanks. All of the artists you'll see on your screen are volitionally volunteering their time. We're very devoted to avoiding the excess cost that might come with creating this scene. I see. Well, I simply must give. Hooray! For the children to live. Day after day. My soul is supportive. How much did you say? I'll wire you $5,000 today. F- 5000 for us? Oh, ma'am, are you sure? As sure as the shade on a bright sunny day does decidedly drape on the dry, dusty ground. I think we found our top benefactor. Ma'am, what's your name? Call me the answer. To your prayers, that is, but please let me do this anonymously. Definitely, if that's what you wish. I'll transfer you now with a click and a swish. So, I want to also talk about pre-pandemic art. What was your art medium before everything changed? Yeah, I um so in college I wanted to be an actor as you all know now mm-hmm. and I was digging deep into my soul about what what do actors need to know how to do and I realized, you know, in my little 19-year-old brain it was everything. <laughs> so I <had> everything. <laughs> and I uh found the circus um in college oh. and I was like, "Oh, where can I learn how to do everything?" But at the circus. And then I, you know, well, then I dove deep into what that was, and it was, um, I learned how to juggle, I started taking handstand classes, I, start, I learned how to stilt, not super well, but what really <laughs> stole my heart away was aerial arts and aerial silk. Mm-hmm. And 
I got so devoted to going in and training and getting really good at expressing myself through my body. Cause like I said, I was, um, also really into music and dance and I just never quite fit in with the dancers, but I really loved what they did. Mm. Uh, and aerial arts kind of helped me be a, a dancer on my own. And, and the thing I, of course, I love about the circus is it's not about being the same, like ballet always felt like it was about being the same um or choir always felt like blending with others but circus was always about how different are you and how do you stand out and what about you is intriguing and special mm-hmm. and so I got really devoted to circus and by the time I'd graduated of course I was still trying to be an actor once I moved down to Seattle but I realized pretty quickly I was getting a lot more jobs as a circus performer as an aerialist and I was having a lot more fun um, in my day job, which was teaching aerial. And so I decided to just devote my whole artistic self to that because that was, you know, working for me. And um, theater was kind of actually crushing me because it was mm. it was very hard to um, always being told no, always being rejected and being mm. rejected about things like your figure's not girlish enough. And it's like, what oh, does gosh. That <laughs> <laughs> what does that actually <laughs> mean? <laughs> It's so funny because I was telling Skittle just this morning about how I had a dream last night that I went to like a, a, a casting call and they were taking test shots, but they had their assistant come out and just like turning people away for random arbitrary reasons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> for like no right. reason at all. Just like, no, you're too tall. And I'm like, well, why is he here at all? Why did you not say? <laughs> I know. Or uh, I got uh, told one time that I was too tall for the man they had cast. And I was like, well, if that's not a symbol uh, of our patriarchy, come on. Like, that right? sounds like a him problem. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Put lifts in his shoes. Come on. I don't know. Maybe they were turning me away for something else and they were giving me an excuse, but it made them look bad either way. So, mm. um, I do want to ask real quick, though, um, because there's a little note in front of me and Skittle mentioned something about Seattle princesses. <laughs> um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> One of my um, lifelong dreams from a little child, uh, I'm sure we all have those dreams from being a little child, but I have this, um, for lack of a better term, perfectionist issue of having to make sure I'm satisfying all my dreams I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was to be a Disney princess. And yes. when I was in college, um, I used to go to Disneyland quite a lot. I would go at the end of every quarter. I, as many people um, have especially in their young adulthood, I developed some mental health issues, a lot of anxiety, Mm. a lot of depression. Mm. And what I did for myself was I tell myself, okay, as long as you go to work and you make the money, and as long as you do your schoolwork and you do well, you can buy yourself a ticket to Disneyland at the end of every quarter. So I did. True. Uh (laughs) I vibe so hard with that. So I went to Disneyland quite a lot, which really gave me a deep love of the Disney princesses. And not necessarily because for the same reasons a child loves the Disney princesses, but I really admired um, their their artistic. Artistic is the wrong word. I admired the way they perform. Mm. And so it really became a dream of mine. And I never quite got up the courage to actually go audition in Disneyland. Um, but I work for this company called Seattle's Princesses, which is a princess party company, but the people who own it are very devoted to putting on big shows and children's theater, and um, they really, really care about our costumes being park accurate and, like, 
it's it they're they have really um high standards which i appreciate and they have really good taste in my opinion so mm. uh, i work with them and i do some character performing um occasionally we get to do some circusy things with them my my circus partner and i he also does some prints work with them um and we also will get to we have actually a show coming up soon a live stream show <gasps> uh, a live stream uh, yeah Next week, it's called Topsy Turvy, and we're getting to do Acro in Woo! it. So we're not any particular Disney characters, but you'll see some some friends that you don't usually see, like Mary Poppins, I think, will be there, and Esmeralda is going to be there. Yes, anyway. I love that. Yeah. Do so, you have a, a favorite princess that you like the most, that you love playing mm-hmm. and acting as? I think my favorite princess to spend time with is Belle. Mm. mostly because her dress is just so big and mm. beautiful and sparkly <laughs> yes that pre-war french fashion <laughs> i i i guess i shouldn't be so surprised that my favorite um costume to wear is the, the biggest ball gown um but i think my other favorite princess to spend time with is ariel uh mm. she's just so fun and um Man, doesn't everyone want to be a mermaid? Like, come on. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. Every musician that I know has heard it all before or one time or another can you play me the song i don't know the title but it's a favorite of my dead brother i put a 20 in the jar your band will go far because i got connections up the wazoo next thing that you know he's drunk on the floor it don't matter what we do you say you like what you know
our jobs went away and we're all scared of the flu. The whole wide world is on the house arrest. So now what the hell do we do? Every century or so, a plague comes along and calls the weak from the strong. We survived it all before and we'll do so again. It's just the eye of the storm. I like who I know, I know who I like, and I bet you do too. Here's a unique situation to expand your mind and freaking learn something new. Yeah, we do know that one. And if it were not for you, we would not have a job we love just playing for you. You know, life has changed. want to also talk about the newer hobbies that you've developed during this pandemic. Like what have you been doing personally to shine through not circus stuff because obviously corona shut us all down. Oh corona. Yeah, oh, Miss my- Rona. <laughs> my um, what I've been doing. So I do think as an artist, it's like incredibly important to keep your creative juices flowing and if you're someone who identifies as being an artist, it's that much more important to make sure that your creative self is still going. And it's really hard, of course, not getting to be an aerialist in the same way. Um, but I have found a lot of joy in painting. I was doing mm. a little bit of painting before quarantine and everything exploded, but it's so relaxing to paint. And I I don't know. It's so beautiful just to blend colors. And it really reminds me of makeup. I actually don't wear makeup so much anymore. Mm -hmm. I was wearing a ton of makeup for, you know, being a circus performer and being a character performer. Um, And I don't have as many opportunities to wear makeup anymore either. I mean, I could. Sometimes I do just go put on makeup, but... (laughs) Exactly. Why not? (laughs) No, I feel you too. I recently started putting on, like, makeup looks just to, like, walk around the house. (laughs) <laughs> so that I can catch my reflection and be like, oh, hello. Ooh, who are they? <laughs> well, hello. well, I mean, I did put on makeup the other day for um, the inauguration of our new president. And then I also got yes. my COVID vaccine that day. So yes. I was like, well, I'm going to dress up for that. That's nice. Anyway. Any excuse. <laughs> any excuse. I've also been learning a lot about cooking, as many people have. Yeah. Um But I'm trying really hard to learn about cooking, or I haven't done this in a while, but when I was doing a lot of cooking, it was trying to cook things that don't usually get made. Like around Halloween, I made homemade candy corn. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. (laughs) I think it was cool too, but it was a little bit too much work for um, what it's worth because you can Mm. buy a giant bag of candy corn for a lot cheaper than all the ingredients and all the, it's so stressful. Candy making is hard. Yeah, and then I've also been um, learning about wig styling and costume building because I'm not sure about the princess company, not because of anything other than 
small businesses are struggling right now. Mm. And um, I really have realized that if I have my own autonomy with um, the princess thing, if I have my own costumes and I know how to take care of them and I know how to style the wigs, I can still harbor this dream in myself. I, of course, am always going to support the company for as long as I can, but I also want to make sure myself about it is saved and taken care of. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) That's so wonderful. It really sounds like you're, as you said, keeping your creative juices flowing. And speaking of creating creative juices flowing, (laughs) let's talk about this feature that you are going to have in this episode. What a segue. (laughs) What a segue, yes. I am so glad that uh, I got to share this this play with you. This is one of my favorites. Um, I have been writing a lot more too during the COVID pandemic, but I don't actually feel confident sharing any of that work yet. But this is actually something I wrote in college. So I hope that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, totally amazing. But I think it's also fun that like I'm doing this princess thing now and it kind of has that princess theme play and it's years old anyway. <laughs> Yeah, give us a little um, a little background about Kashmir and yeah, what inspired you to write it and all that jazz. I um did my best writing in college on airplanes because like I said I was going to Disneyland a lot. Um so I would like and it was only like a two and a half hour flight from Seattle, so I'd get on the airplane and there was no internet, at least then there wasn't. <laughs> and I fly down to um, Los Angeles, and I'd go by myself too most of the time. Um, I actually had a friend who lived down in Disneyland, and I'd spend Disney days with her. But she'd work in the day, and then she'd come ride Space Mountain with me at night. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was coming home from Disneyland this time, and I just was inspired to write about a Disney princess. But really, the princess, of course, she's not quite as um, intelligent as you know she maybe could be, and her and the person holding her captive maybe isn't quite as they appear either but what I really enjoyed about writing this and I noticed this about most of my plays is I really enjoy writing the um stage directions because I get to feel like I get to comment on what's happening yeah and I get to my own character inside my plays too um maybe that's a little bit of artist narcissism but there it is <laughs> I mean I do um want to say that that is something that stuck out to me when I did the first read through that you sent um, of your script was that the stage directions convey a lot of the humor, I think, that you are trying to get the performers to carry through as well. A very succinct job of getting across the point of each character and how you wanted the actors that would one day perform to carry themselves um, in the roles yeah thanks i um i kind of was trying yeah i was trying to get that from it too because i feel like so often plays are so naked and well maybe that's not true back that up (laughs) plays um a lot of plays are really well written in that way too uh but i feel like when i'm reading plays i want to be able to visualize exactly what's happening and i want them and and i guess by visual for me it's about mood and I really want to set a mood for it because the actors have inevitably can decide and the director, of course, can decide like where things go on stage and how he looks at her and how whatever. But I want the, you know, the mood to be like, oh, well, he thinks she's obnoxious. 
like so maybe he is or like he's really handsome so let's not forget that at all because he sure certainly hasn't you know right mm. <laughs> things like that um boy but yeah I, I wrote that play and then um I shared it with my writing class and actually a director picked it up and um he produced it and I thought they did so well uh right at the end there um when Joey throws himself out the window he the director chose and he like dramatically throws himself out the window but he lands on the other side of the stage and he doesn't like disappear behind it he kind of just like is like oh this is the ground I'm gonna go now you know (laughs) (laughs) and I thought that was so brilliant that's not in my script that was so funny I also when I I also got this produced by the KCACTF they are the um Oh boy, if I knew what those letters stood for, though, that would be really smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was, it's like the, the college um, level theater competition that happens around the country. Uh, mm-hmm. We get um, judges come into different colleges and they'll see the work around. So they saw this play also as a stage reading and I didn't win anything for it. I wasn't I wasn't super special in that way. But I remember one of the things that he told me that he thought was really good was that um, it was very minimal on the exposition, which is can be hard to do in a 10-minute play. Mm. And I was really proud of that because I kind of, you as a writer, I'm always noticing in scripts and in like TV shows how much exposition has to be set up for me before I get to just enjoy the story. Mm. And it's interesting that I really love Disney because Disney's super good at just being like, here's everything you need to know about all these characters. Yeah. And then the story. But I think they do it in such like a succinct way that um, you get what you need and then you get to enjoy it. Anyway, um, that's something that I always think about with this story was how he commented on the exposition. That's true. It was very... Because I, I feel the same way, I think, when I'm reading a lot of work or if, I, if I'm viewing it in film or, you know, theatrical setting, exposition comes off really obvious sometimes. Um, and so to make it so that it's not like, here's the setup to this whole story, <laughs> um, when you don't notice that it's happening, it's like the unsung hero, I guess. Right. Yeah. So that's something I've thought about with this play. It's very uh, Rapunzel-esque feeling. And that's one of my favorite Disney movies, um, which might also have been inspired by it. But mostly Rapunzel is one of my favorite Disney movies because she's a painter and she's an aerialist. And I am also a painter mm. and an aerialist. So yes. <laughs> that makes sense. That representation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cashmere by Amanda Thornton. Cast. Mother, an old hag. Cashmere, a beautiful damsel. Joey, handsome as fuck. Lights up. Cashmere is sitting by a fireplace in a large chair, singing to herself. She has a beautiful voice. She's wearing a simple but beautiful wool dress that's probably pretty itchy, and she is brushing her beautiful blonde hair. 
Someday he'll come, someday he'll save me, someday I'll be free, and I'll wait patiently and make myself perfect for him, and he will love me. Enter Mother briskly. She is dressed in dark clothing and her hair is a mess, but clearly trying not to be. Also, she's hunched over and hobbles. She's carrying a plate with a sandwich on it. Kashmir! Hush now! Stop singing that nonsense! Oh, Mother, why won't you let me go? Eat your dinner. Oh, I'm so tired of peanut butter. Why can't I have something different? And I'm so sick of only wearing wool. I want to try something new. Oh, I'm so lonely and bored. Have you tried reading? Or what about painting? I've read all my books, and all I do is sit by my window and paint what I see outside. Oh, I want to go outside. Can I please go outside? You know I can't let you do that. That's what you say, but I can't remember what life is like out there. Can I please, please, please go outside? I'll get you a new book at market. This isn't fair, Mother. Please! Kashmir, you know I'm just looking out for your safety and happiness. No, you're looking out for your happiness. Let me go! Stop being such a drama queen! Mother exits. Kashmir runs after her, but the door slams in her face. Mother, please! Mother is gone. Fine! Kashmir throws herself onto the chair and begins to weep uncontrollably. She realizes this does nothing for her, so she stands up, brushes herself off, and stumps to the door and bangs on it. I hate you! I certainly hope that's not true. From the other side of the stage, we see Joey climb through the window. Damn, he's handsome. He glides in with all the grace of something graceful, and he drapes his cape over her chair. Joey! Kashmir runs to him and jumps into his arms. They kiss passionately. My beautiful nightingale, I haven't heard from you in a week. I was getting worried. I think Mother has been intercepting my letters. Oh, she wants to keep us apart, but I refuse to let that happen. Well, in just a few days, I'll have two horses and a safe place for us in the country. I'll come back by the night, and by the light of the full moon, I'll steal you away to our new life, and we'll live happily ever after. Oh, Joey, I'm so thankful for you and your bravery. Oh, Kashmir, you are as radiant as the sun, and I am but a grape, shriveling into a raisin in your rays. Oh, Joey. Even though this compliment was poorly constructed and rather awkward, Kashmir seems to be into it. They kiss again. They are interrupted by the sound of the door opening. <gasps> Mother's back! Hide! Joey ducks behind the drapes. Mother enters. I actually found a book in the study I read years ago. I think you'd really like- She immediately notices the cape on the chair. Joey's here. Who? What is that? What is what, Mother dearest? <laughs> Mother walks over to the chair and picks up the cape. This? Oh, <laughs> that's mine! It's the new fashion. Kashmir grabs the cape and puts it on. You say that every time. I know that belongs to Joey. I saw him wearing it at market yesterday. Take it off. No, it's mine. I don't know a Joey. Take it off now, Kashmir. And I see him hiding behind the drapes. Joey takes the cue. Oh. Hey, Mrs. R. How are you doing this evening? Leave. No! Oh, shut up. Take me! Don't hurt him! I wasn't going to hurt him. I just like him He to... never did anything to you. He was just visiting. Please don't kill him, Mother. Kill him? I love him, Mother! Can't you see that? Mother has decided to ignore her melodramatic daughter and turns back to Joey. 
I'm not going to hurt you, but would you please leave? Joey jumps up and reaches for his sword. Did I mention he has a sword? Hold on, lady, I'm leaving. There's no need for this to get violent. Violent? No, I would never ask for trouble. I don't have a sword like you do. Joey draws a previously mentioned sword and steadies it on Mother. Back off, you vile wench. I do not take threats kindly. Threats? I didn't... I will defend myself and my virtuous lady from witches like you. Witch? Oh, okay. Look, that was one I will be taking Kashmir away from this horrid place and out of your sickening reach forever. Look, Kashmir is safe and sound here, and she's going to be much better off if you just leave and stay away from her. I will never stay away from my one true love. Oh, Joey! Ah, Jesus. Never fear, Kashmir. I will protect you, and together we will flee this place. Joey swings at Mother, who dives to the ground out of his way. Joey points a sword inches from her nose. Stay down, you old hag. Joey, now at Kashmir's side, takes her around the waist and heads for the window. Wait! Stop! Don't leave! Kashmir, it's not safe out there for you! Kashmir breaks free of Joey and stomps over to Mother, who hasn't been able to get up. Probably her bad leg. I'm leaving forever, Mother. I hope you never plan on seeing me again. I'm going somewhere far away from here and your evil enchantments. What do you think I've done to you? Just because you're jealous of my youth and beauty doesn't mean you can torture me in this disgusting way. I am not jealous of your youth or beauty. Oh, yeah? Then why have you been locking me up here and not letting me leave? Kashmir, I have not locked you in here. You can move around the house as you wish. I just don't think you should go into the world without supervision. It's not safe for you out there. But I have made our home safe for you. You can go anywhere in the house. I don't know why you stay in this particular room. There is an enchantment on the door. You've locked it with your magic. That's ridiculous. Have you tried using the doorknob? Yes, Mother, I'm not stupid. She might be. I mean, the door is a bit sticky. You just need to jiggle the knob a bit, but it isn't enchanted. Did you just try it once and give up? That's just what you want me to think. I don't know what to tell you. Kashmir, what's on your neck? Okay, but why have you been intercepting my letters to Joey? Intercepting? No, 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 no. You can't just throw paper out a window and expect it to go somewhere. I've just been cleaning up your mess in the garden. Your letters are on the kitchen table. The birds were going to deliver them for me. That's not how it works. Kashmir, listen to me. Your neck. Kashmir, listening to Joey, reaches up to touch her neck. (gasps) Big red bumps have appeared. At the feeling of them, Kashmir screams. (gasps) She's cast a spell on you. What have you done to me, you witch? Mother stands up and pulls the cape off of Kashmir. It's the cape! Why do you think I wanted you to take it off? We should probably find a doctor. Likely story, you put a spell on me so I'll die before my love and I can escape. I tell you this all the time. You can't trust the world out there. So far, you've been allergic to just about everything you come in contact with. Why do you think I only make you peanut butter sandwiches? Have you wear wool? We need to find you a doctor if you want to live. A doctor? More like a witch doctor. He'll just cast more spells on me. You're delusional. You know what? You can just leave. But don't blame me if your reaction kills you and your true love. So you admit it. You have poisoned me. No. Just go. Kashmir, I think I feel something on my neck, too. She's cast a death spell on me, too. There's nothing wrong with Joey. 
We will, Mother. Cashmere takes the cape from Mother and throws it over her shoulders. She rushes to Joey's arms. My love, we must escape and find a cure to our ailments. I have read of someone who knows of potions and uses her power for good instead of- Cashmere's (sighs) neck has swollen to a pretty gross size now, and she's gasping for air. (gasps) Cashmere? Cashmere stumbles and falls to the ground. She's suffocating now. No! We cannot let evil win! I'm afraid it's too late, my love. Cashmere dies. No! Mother rushes to Cashmere. You demon! You villain! Oh God, Cashmere, no! Joey is now standing by the open window, holding his sword. If this sword were a thousand swords... I still could not slip my throat enough to live an eternity without my love. Oh, Joey, honey, just stop. What? Joey, don't do anything Stay back, you witch. You may have slain the love of my life, but you cannot have me, too. I refuse to go on living this earth without her. Joey dramatically throws himself out the window. Wow. Fuck. Lights out. Well, we do have um, three rapid-fire questions that we ask every guest to sort of wrap up the um, interview part before we take a quick break and then go into your feature for the episode. Uh, So our first question, what book have you last read or are currently reading? (laughs) That's a great question. This falls right in line with the Disney theme. I am actually reading this book called Dangerous Secrets, and it is the story of... Elsa and Anna's parents, how they oh met, oh how God. they fell in love. Oh my God. And, and I'm right in the middle of it. Like they just met the rock trolls. I'm pretty <gasps> sure we just met the uh, Oaken as a teenager. Oh my God. And I'm, <laughs> I'm also pretty sure I just met Chris, uh, Christoph's mom, but I don't know yet. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my God. I mean, first of all, I did not know that that book existed, but <laughs> which is really oh cool. Oh my God. Right? Well, that's how you know I'm deep in the fandom when um, I'm reading oh my these. Gosh. Oh, but it's so fun. Great. And our second question is if you are a suitcase or any other type of luggage, like pocketbook, gym bag, steamer yes. trunk, backpack, fanny pack, what would you be filled with? Oh, easy question. Um, I love old suitcases. I have many passed down from my family, mm. and they are all filled with costumes. Yeah, so would I be. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Um, Finally, what artist would you recommend listeners check out? So this is a kind of pass the spotlight sort of section to an artist that you know of that you want to give a shout out to drive some traffic towards. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a friend uh, from the circus community who has just started this project. production company called Escapement Productions. Her name is Laura Miller and she is creating Laura. Yeah, she's creating um videos and uh, often using a lot of circus artists. So the little circus performing I've gotten to do recently has been for her where it's just like us in a theater and she has her film and we do, you know, aerials or whatever but you definitely should check her out she's got some really cool stuff coming along and working with some other um cool companies but yeah we should definitely check out escapement productions miller is awesome shout out to laura 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> we love Laura. For real. Awesome. So thank you for coming on and doing this interview with us. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. I love talking about art, especially art I know a lot about. Which oh my gosh. So do we. <laughs> um, and thanks for putting together this podcast. I think this is a really inspiring, fun thing for artists to get to look forward to do. Yes. Thank, thank you so you. much for saying that. Yeah, and really, thank you so much for being a part a part of it. We really appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. I have loads of work we can talk about. <laughs> oh my god. First off, Amanda, oh. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, what a I know. I'm so high-key happy that we got to like nerd out about her career as a theater person and how that evolved into circus and now how she's a huge Disney nerd. I mean like, oh my god, I love it. And like high-key, I love when she posts pictures on her Instagram of her being a princess oh. and how that influenced her feature. Yes, 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 yes. What a, a real live princess. And for real. <laughs> it's so like, funny. I always forget that um, there's Disney Park World Land. I don't know. In California. Disney Park World Lands. Disney Park World Land. I always forget <laughs> that there is that um, amusement park out there in California because I just don't acknowledge right. the West Coast, I guess. So I oh, always right. think of Florida. <laughs> Um, right. and she kept talking about how she goes down like regularly and I was like, damn, that cash, that cash money, that flowing. I mean, but I go down to Florida often. As I well. know. But you're over here now. Yeah. Did you go to Florida Honestly, when you lived in Seattle or did you go to the California one? I didn't do anything. I just no. stayed in Seattle and then went to Joshua Tree. That's right, you were poor. Um actually I wasn't, but like that's <laughs> That's right, you were a working girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. So thank you so much, Amanda, for <laughs> submitting your very funny feature. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, like, I also like Heike love Rapunzel because Rapunzel has a sidekick lizard. <laughs> and we all know that I'm obsessed with lizards. I mean, if you didn't obsessed. know, now you do know. Now you know. I'm literally obsessed. We should have a B-side about lizards. I'm sure we will. Or have oh already. God. I actually can't <laughs> promise that we haven't done it already. But <laughs> I also really enjoyed that feature. It was a lot of fun. It was a very funny script. And uh, getting to hear other people read a play is always interesting to hear like their own takes on it and how they interpret the characters and the dialogue. Um, yeah, it was just really, really good. But... <laughs> Um, yeah so yeah. much fun just yeah always keeps you guessing <laughs> <laughs> like our podcast <laughs> oh yeah our podcast keeps me guessing as well yeah i know it really uh, does it really does i'm like well what are we gonna jump our heads into this week jump our heads um wow <laughs> uh skittle do you have any any final words you know i think that i'm Gonna just mention oh. our Patreon! Oh my god, I was scared for a second that you were gonna be like, no, 
I'm good. <laughs> so don't forget, we do have our Patreon. That's right. You can subscribe. We have different tiers. We have different tiers for tiers. you that cater to you. Tiers Each tier, you. we have a little different little ditty. So make sure you check that out. It's patreon.com slash max n skittle. That's spelled M-A-K-S-N-S-K-T-L. Max and Skittle. Patreon. Subscribe to it. Support us. Support <laughs> do this podcast it. if you like it. Do it. I'm trying to do like that hypnosis, like that, you know, like where you. <laughs> the AMR. I don't know. I was, yeah, I was I gonna say know. ASMR, but not that. But. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/max um, Great. I guess that's all that we have for today, tonight. Oh my god. Whenever you're listening to this, everyone, uh, I hope you are doing well and eating right and drinking water don't forget to drink water and i love you the max and skittle power hour was created and produced by max turner and skittle cheshire today's episode featured guest artist amanda thornton her feature the play reading of cashmere was read by herself as cashmere nick perry as joey shelby easily as mother and johnny lau reading the stage directions the bit Answer the Phone featured the voice talents of Max Turner and Buona Sera. The song We Don't Know That One was written and performed by Peter Scantz. Additional show music by Kel Gabe. You can find all episodes of the Max and Skittle Power Hour on our Podbean site at maxandskittlepowerhour.podbean.com. You can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash maxandskittle. That's M-A-K-S-N-S-K-T-L. You'll also enjoy multiple benefits, such as access to our Discord server, behind-the-scenes content, bonus videos, early access to episodes, and more, depending on your Patreon tier. Please subscribe to our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to like this episode. That's all for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week.